Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Tuesday, November 22nd, and this is People Every Day. Happy Tuesday. That feels like a Thursday, everyone. Janine Rubenstein here with you once again. We've got a very fun show for you today. Academy Award-nominated Carrie Mulligan will be joining us today to talk about her new scripted podcast series and her new film, She Said. We are also sitting down with the legendary Rev Run of Run DMC fame to talk about making Disney Plus's The Hip Hop Nutcracker. Can't wait to talk to them. But first, let's dig into what's been making some noise on your timeline today. Comedian Jay Leno is heading home. Yesterday, the former Tonight Show host was discharged from the Grossman Burn Center just nine days after he suffered serious burns from a gasoline fire. The doctors at the Burn Center shared a release that said Leno will receive some follow-up care, quote, for burns to his face, chest, and hands he received during a fire at his home garage. The statement continued saying, quote, Jay would like to let everyone know how thankful he is for the care he received and, and is very appreciative of all the well wishes. He is looking forward to spending Thanksgiving with his family and friends and wishing everyone a wonderful holiday. Leno underwent treatment involving surgical excision and grafting procedure, where unhealthy tissue is removed in an effort to promote healing and reduce infection. Doctors are optimistic he will make a full recovery. In a photo released by the Burn Center, the longtime stand-up comedian was seen wearing his signature blue denim shirt and smiling alongside the medical team. In the picture, you can see where he was burned on his chin and neck, but honestly, Jay looks pretty good. It definitely could have been much worse, and we wish him the best as he continues to heal. Dancing with the Stars has a winner. Last night, TV host Wayne Brady, TikTok star Charlie D'Amelio, drag queen superstar Shanjula, and former Bachelorette Gabby Wendy battled it out for the season 31 crown. And after 10 grueling weeks, Bachelorette star Gabby Wendy and her partner Val Schmerkowski finished runner-up as TikToker Charlie D'Amelio and her partner Mark Ballas took home the Mirrorball trophy. The social media star gave a dominant performance and her perfect scores sealed the deal for her and Ballas. And immediately following her whirlwind finale victory, D'Amelio told reporters, oh my gosh, it happened so fast. I couldn't even really comprehend what was going on. And then they put me in the air. I was like, what? The evening also featured two retirement celebrations as pro Cheryl Burke took the dance floor for a final performance after announcing her retirement following 26 seasons. And Lynn Goodman, who announced his retirement last week, was honored with a tribute video and his own Mirrorball trophy. This marked the long-running dance competition's first season on Disney+, and speculation of which celebs will be taking the stage next fall for season 32 is already underway. Todd and Julie Chrisley, stars of the real estate reality TV series Chrisley Knows Best, have been sentenced in their bank fraud and tax evasion case. A federal judge sentenced Todd to 12 years in prison and 16 months probation, while Julie received seven years behind bars plus 16 months of probation. As you may recall, back in June of this year, a federal jury found Todd and Julie guilty of conspiracy to commit bank fraud, conspiracy to defraud the United States, and tax fraud. 
Julie was also convicted of wire fraud. During their three-week trial, Assistant U.S. Attorney Annalise Peters claimed that Todd and Julie submitted false documents exaggerating their wealth to banks to borrow over $30 million that they, quote, burned on their affluent lifestyle while additionally hiding money from the IRS. The Chrisley's former accountant, Peter Tarantino, was also sentenced to 36 months in prison on Monday, per Insider. Tarantino was convicted in June for his involvement in the couple's fraud scheme. Todd and Julie Chrisley have continued to deny the allegations against them. Back in September, on his Chrisley Confessions podcast, Todd told listeners, quote, I know that the truth will eventually rise to the top, and I know that we will have survived the lies because God has put that in my spirit, he said. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I know that I have a peace that God is working overtime. Satan will never outwork God, end quote. And now it's time to sit down with a top Hollywood talent who knows her way around an important and powerful script, actress Carrie Mulligan. You know Carrie Mulligan from her incredible roles on the big screen and heart-pounding films like Drive and her Academy Award-nominated performance in Promising Young Woman. Her powerful new film, She Said, centered on Hollywood's Me Too movement, is out in theaters now. You guys, go see it. But she also has a new project out that will get your heart beating and your hair standing up. Carrie is the host and narrator for the new horror podcast, I Hear Fear, from Amazon Music. From a tale of a deadly dance party to a curse film set, I Hear Fear is an anthology series that takes listeners into horrifying stories inspired by real events. So joining us now to talk about it all is the one, the only, Carrie Mulligan. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I just listened to Dance to Death, the first episode of I Hear Fear. And right from the get-go, I'm just in a cold sweat hearing you narrate that walk in the snow and, and getting into that mysterious man's car. In my head, I'm like, what are you doing, Carrie Mulligan? <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about I Hear Fear and why you were drawn to lending your voice to such a scary project. It's all just wonderful horror <laughs> and it's all the stories are kind of based on things that have happened in the past and history and and then they've had these incredible stories written and I did a bit of this kind of stuff in lockdown and I just loved sort of just playing with my voice and I just was so intrigued by the idea of and of how kind of truly terrifying the sound of silence and then the sound of just the right sound you know at the mm. perfect moment so I was very excited part of it. And I love that every episode is self-contained as well. But without giving too much away, what can listeners expect from you and from the series episode to episode? I think there's a kind of wit to a lot of it that I loved in the writing. So it's not like deeply, deeply serious. And actually, when we recorded them, I insisted on turning all the lights out because <laughs> so, I thought it was more exciting to sit in the dark and tell mm. a story and more fitting because I wanted to feel like you were sort of sitting around a campfire. So I think that's the feel that you have when you're listening to the stories, I hope. And are you a podcast lover? And what's some of your favorites out there besides this one? Of course. <laughs> I listen to my favorite murder a lot when I'm running, oddly. That's my running what? Uh, podcast. <laughs> I know it's weird, but I sort of, I need a story to keep me going. You know, music doesn't do it. So I have to like, have a, I'm like, okay, I'm going to find out how this all happened. And it keeps me sort of jogging along. And I listen to Smartless, like the rest of the world. 
listens to that show at the moment and I love that so yeah lots of podcasts and you know I have kids as well and we all listen to you know lots of different sort of things in the car but I hear fear I said when I was doing it is sort of feels like the perfect thing when you drop the kids off at school and you're driving on your own then you can listen to it on the way home <laughs> um, certainly not well I Hear Fear isn't the only project that you have out right now that's inspired by, you know, some scary real life stories. Your new film in theaters, She Said, chronicles how a lot of the accusations against Harvey Weinstein came to light and helped kick off the Me Too movement in the way that we know it now. So you're someone who worked in Hollywood while a lot of the alleged events in She Said took place. And I wrote people's cover story on the Harvey Weinstein debacle when all of that came to a head. So I'm just curious as to what it was like like for you to relive these moments and tell that story when you know so many of the people of your peers who were real life victims the focus seemed to be a lot on the what the ramifications would be of that article but i really didn't appreciate when the time that it, you know as it ran was who were the women who made this happen mm. because this story been chased for years by reporters and it ended up being that it was Megan Tui and Jodie Cantor who got the story on the record and you know Ashley Judd, Zelda Perkins, Laura Madden, these incredibly courageous women came forward and kind of put everything on the line and I feel like the film is a kind of moment to thank them. It's really about courage, it's about female courage and, and I think it puts their sort of heroism front and centre. And it's so good, critically acclaimed. But I want to get your, your take on some of this. We've seen this when a film like Bros, a rom-com, also critically acclaimed. We're having these films that are coming out, you know, post-COVID with the theaters and everything that's going on. What's your make of, like, getting these types of important films that the critics know are amazing in front of actual audiences and how that's being received in the superhero era of films? Yeah, I think lots of things have changed post-COVID. I think, you know, lots of things have changed with streaming services. I think it's a story that belongs in cinema. It, it deserves a place in history. And I think, you know, the fact that they supported this film. And I think hopefully people will find it in their own way. And I really encourage people to see it in the cinema because I think it's just... It is a kind of beautiful testament to courage, but it's also kind of thrilling to see how these women achieved what they did. Well, lastly, I couldn't have you on here without talking about Promising Young Woman. It blew me away. Your performance oh. was so captivating and, and you did just such an amazing job of bringing empathy and humor to just like a powerful revenge story that's inspired, you know, by women who have faced these things in everyday life. And and she said also inspired by real events, as we said, also the stories in I Hear Fear inspired by real life events. So I'm just curious, what is it about these true kind of darker stories that just draw you in? With both She Said and with Promising Young Woman, they couldn't be more different films, but sort of the, one of the biggest issues that we, we face as women is from the day we're born and from being little girls and teenagers, you are kind of brought up in a society where you're taught to sort of be on the back foot or to be on the defence and that you need to sort of arm yourself to what might happen. And I think it's sort of important to try and put out into the world, like, this is the reality for women all over the world. This has always been the case. It was the case for our mothers 
mothers and our grandmothers. And this is a conversation that needs to continue. How do we not have to raise little girls to, to think about themselves differently? And I think just a lot of these stories are worth reminding. It's worth bearing in mind. I think art plays a part. It's it, We're not activists or, or anything like that. But I think as storytellers, there is a role to play in sort of putting ideas into people's living rooms or into their date night and sparking conversations over dinner at home. For sure, for sure. Amazing storyteller you are. And thank you for that. Well, guys, be sure to check out She Said out in theaters now and download I Hear Fear on the Amazon Music app. Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely to talk to you. Guys, Thanksgiving is just a few short days away. And for millions of folks out there, this is the first quote, normal Thanksgiving since the start of the pandemic. Things have definitely changed a lot in the last two years. And like a lot of you out there, my family is having conversations about health and the holidays. Should you ask folks to stay home if they're feeling a little under the weather? What if it's just a cough or the sniffles? Or are you handing out COVID tests before anyone can get their hands on some pumpkin pie? Coming up, we are joined by friend of the show, Dr. Jessica Shepard, as she has some helpful advice that you'll be thankful to hear. But first, we are sitting down with one of the godfathers of hip-hop, Rev Run, to talk about putting a remix on a classic Christmas story and his performance in The Hip-Hop Nutcracker, which is dropping on Disney Plus this Friday. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just eight ninety seven for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just eight ninety seven at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue at the dark When I seen a man chilling with his dog at the park I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear Looked at his dog, oh my God, a ill That winter throwback, Christmas in Hollis, marks the official start to the holiday season. And the man behind the classic brim hats and iconic Adidas style is back, this time for an age-old stage play that's just as synonymous with Christmas. Legendary rapper Rev Run, also known as one half of the renowned supergroup Run DMC, who helped pave the way for the rap and hip-hop genre in the 80s, is bringing hip-hop flavor to E.T.A. Hoffman's The Nutcracker in the hip-hop Nutcracker. Rev Run narrates the story brought to life in modern-day New York City with a blend of Tchaikovsky score and funky dance moves. And here to take me into what beloved fans of the story can look forward to with this cool iteration is Rev Run himself. Hey, Rev. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey. What's up? <laughs> this is the 10th anniversary of the reimagined tale, right? So it has everything that comes to mind when you think of hip hop. And as a founding member of the genre, what was it about this project that made you want to sign on? Well, 
you know, Curtis Blow has been doing it for some years now as a live performance. The mm-hmm. Hip Hop Nutcracker, and I've been seeing it on his Instagram. I'm like, whoa, this is a hit. I got this call out of nowhere from Disney, and they asked me would I be down to narrate. So I was like, I'm down. So I was in L.A. They gave me the script, and they told me everything that was going on about Twitch and Allison and Jabberwockies and Varishnikov and all this stuff. And it was amazing because if you think about it, it's all dancing. So they yeah. needed somebody to actually tell you what's going on. So I'm the narrator, and it's not like the original Nutcracker at all. I mean, even <laughs> Dusselmeyer is not a man. It's a woman this time. So they just mm. flipped the whole thing. It honors the story, but they're not doing ballerina stuff. They are popping, locking, breaking, flipping. Yeah, I had a good time doing it. So you're narrating, but do we get some rhymes in there? Are you spitting? That's how I'm narrating. I'm like, you know, Maria Clara, she's the talk of the town. Loves her parents, but they bring her to town. Mama Pops, I'm, so I'm rapping out the whole story. <laughs> And I had to pull all this together in a few days. Wow. They gave me the script, which was like lyrics, and I had to put them into my own flavor and wrap it. But I pulled it together, and it came out amazing. The year will come to a close in a few short weeks. Like, just looking back over 2022, what are you most grateful for? I'm grateful for family, that everybody's healthy, everybody's happy, everybody's fine. Everybody's going to be around for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Everybody lives somewhere else. Andler's in Atlanta. Diggy's in L.A., Vanessa's in L.A., but everybody's flying in, so we're going to have this great dinner at whose house? Ron's house. <laughs> and the family's all good. How's Diggy and them? Diggy is good. I, I'm, I'm out here running around the city promoting, and they said he just landed, so him and my wife, uh, tonight they're going to do a, a painting class. She said, Joey, when you get home, we won't be here. Me and Diggy are doing a painting class. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Leave me some food on the stove. <laughs> I love it. I love your family. Thank you so much, Rev Ron, yeah, for coming on. I can't wait to watch the Hip Hop Nutcracker with my family. It's coming out Disney Plus November 25th. You gotta see it. Thank you. Thank you. We are just two days away from Thanksgiving, and we are entering the time of year where the weather is colder, the days are shorter, and people are getting sick. So if you made plans for the holidays and you get sick, but you're not feeling all that bad, should you still follow through with those plans you made to see family and friends? What if your kids' little noses are running, but you're fine? Whether you're hosting Thanksgiving this year or having your Thanksgiving in someone else's home, we've got some answers for you on what to do if you're feeling under the weather. And how to navigate social settings during this post-ish COVID awkward phase we find ourselves in. So joining me now to discuss all this and more is Dr. Jessica Shepard from Very Well. Hey, Dr. Shepard, welcome to the show. Hi. So when it comes to the holidays, they're already you know, has this element of anxiety about seeing certain family members and friends. And you add on top of that, not feeling too well in the health department, those nervous feelings can go into overdrive. So when it comes to dealing with that, what do you suggest? Should you just stay home altogether? What do you think if you have the sniffles, you're feeling a little under the weather? Yeah, I think it's the responsibility of the person who doesn't feel well to ask and to kind of lay it out and just say, hey, I don't feel well. What would you be comfortable with? Because I think that there are a lot of options that can come with the answer, meaning just don't show up, (laughs) like don't come, or you can come and keep your distance or come and wear a mask. For sure. Or, you know, 
test, right? Like, let's see what this is. I'm a mom and I have two young kids. I'm still taking the pandemic pretty seriously, you know, especially for my baby's health. I packed some extra COVID tests and I'm getting some more (laughs) for Thanksgiving dinner. Not so much for us, but just to protect our older family members. So when it comes to testing for COVID specifically before the big meal, how would you approach telling guests to take a rapid test before coming or or if they show up and you feel more comfortable if they took a test before coming in the house. How do you ask them to do that? What would be your method? You know, list the reasons why you're doing it first rather than just right out of the gate just saying, I need you to do this. You can preface it, you know, saying, well, we have had some issues with having someone who's positive or maybe you have had a death in the family. So say you send out a text or email saying, you know, we would prefer in everyone's health and safety for people to be tested before they come and to share results. And those results can be anonymous as well. This is what we would prefer in order to have a safe holiday. Now, Obviously, you're going to have people who don't take the message as well, but those are usually in the minority. And those are people that you can't control and you can't really control their responses. So I do think it, again, is a responsibility for the person who's hosting. If that's what they want to do, I think that is very valid, especially coming out of the pandemic where we did see a lot of holiday parties and gatherings become what you could say a super spreader event and people getting sick after that. So don't necessarily just open that door and stick the swab up their nose, but <laughs> preface right. these things. Not, not, a good, not a good way to welcome someone into your house. <laughs> and I got to ask, is it over? That, that is a response you hear a lot these days. Like, oh, it's done. Yeah. It's just like the cold. It's, so what do we know right now in terms of COVID? I'm glad you asked that because actually they are looking at not only COVID, but flu is on the rise, but there's still 3,000 hospital admissions for COVID daily still. So this is still something that's plaguing our healthcare system and people are still getting sick from. So it's not like it ever went away. Just FYI, COVID is never going away. It's like here to stay. So I think those are, are great reasons to bring up. You know, there's still hospital admissions and people still die from COVID. We're really trying to minimize those numbers and having an outbreak here in a family gathering. So before I let you go, for those on the fence about going through with their plans or staying home, this next question is for you guys. If you have any of these common illnesses that people get during this time of year, should you cancel and take a rain check? So this is going to be a rapid fire for you, Dr. Shepard. I'm going to list them off and you just say, stay home or go. (laughs) COVID. Uh, Cancel. The flu. Definite cancel. Sinus infection. I think I may have to give like a pass for that one because there are people who have like consistent sinus infections and they handle it really well and they know that it's it. But I would say if someone has a sinus infection, go ahead and still get tested. The common cold. Sniffles. Common cold, I would say yes, with maybe going and saying, I'm okay wearing a mask if you feel better, but I know it's not the flu and it's not COVID. RSV, a big one with the little ones that's going around right now. (laughs) Go ahead and stay home. Okay. And the reason why I say that specifically for RSV (laughs) is because it can actually get very severe for kids, but also elderly. So it's kind of like when you think of bimodal distribution of elderly and children, those people at the end of the curve, don't get them sick, let them be. And so RSV is a no. Absolutely. And you brought it up there. Masks, they're still out there. They're still available. They are still (laughs) very useful. They're still colorful. They have all sorts of frills. Still invest in your masks. It's okay. 
Oh, Dr. Shepard, this was so helpful. I really appreciate your advice. Thank you for coming on and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. As you loyal listeners know, we typically try to end the show with something to make you smile. But today, our last story is one that I literally cannot stop freaking out about. Brandy is coming back as Cinderella. Yep, you heard that right. 25 years after playing the glass slipper clad princess in 1997's Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, Brandy is back as Cinderella. It was one of my all-time favorite movies growing up. And as fans know, it had an unbelievable cast, including Bernadette Peters, as the stepmother and Whitney Houston as the fairy godmother. Oh, and don't forget, it also included the likes of Whoopi Goldberg, Victor Garber, Jason Alexander, and Paolo Montalban. It was an instant classic, you guys. The movie originally aired on ABC to get this, 60 million viewers. Just crazy. Back in February of 2021, Brandy told us here at People that she felt blessed to be chosen as the first black woman to play the iconic fairy tale character on screen. She said the film was ahead of its time and quote, we just need to do more of it. Ask and you shall receive. Brandy will be reprising her role in an upcoming Descendants movie set to debut on Disney+. Plus. For those of you who are not in the know, Descendants is a musical about the children of famous Disney fairy tale characters. The original was a hit on the Disney Channel back in 2015 and spawned two sequels thereafter. The new film is currently titled The Pocket Watch and features Brandy as Cinderella with Rita Ora set to play Alice in Wonderland's Queen of Hearts. I absolutely cannot wait to watch this one with my kids and pass along my love for Brandy's Cinderella. And with that, you guys, that's our show for today. I will be back here tomorrow for our final show of the week as we prepare to stuff our faces on Thursday and get those incredible deals on Friday. I look forward to closing out the week with you right here on People Every Day. <laughs>